0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about the best guns and the best ammo for beginner turkey hunters, people starting for the first time, looking at and going into the sport of turkey hunting. Uh, when it comes to turkey hunting, it's a little bit different game, especially spring turkey hunting from a, from a gun standpoint. You're gonna use a shotgun, unless you're doing archery. Um, But you're gonna use a shotgun, pretty much everybody. That's the best and the easiest way to start, especially for beginners. And um, it's different than most all other kind of bird hunting because most bird hunting, you're shooting a bird out of the air or out of the tree or potentially that's running across the ground and you're gonna want a big open pattern. Turkeys, you're gonna shoot they're going to be standing on the ground with their head up in the air, and you're only trying to hit the head. You know, if a grouse or a pheasant takes off, you're trying to take a shot at that bird. You're trying to, you know, get a nice wing shot or something. They'll knock it out of the air and bring it down. Turkeys, you're trying to get them right in the head as they're walking, as they're looking around trying to find you or trying to find the, tur- or the, the lady turkey that they hear. So it's a little bit different game. Um, for shooting in the air, you need you know, a nice bird shot. You want a nice um, open choke, whether it's modified or improved cylinder um, most of the time. So you can get a nice open pattern so that your, 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 your potential to hit that bird is wider and, and broader and so forth and so on. When it comes to turkey hunting, you want the smallest, narrowest pattern of shot. You want that shot to be as tight as I mean, you mean You're almost it's like you're shooting a rifle at the turkey's head. You want to keep that shot as tight as you can in order to have um, the highest chance of delivering a kill shot to the head or the neck at a reasonable distance. And We'll talk more about that in a second, but I want to talk about guns first. This is a popular subject. Books have been written about it. Podcasts have been done on it. What's the best turkey hunting shotgun? well there's two answers to that question um and this is all for beginners right If you have been turkey hunting for 10 years and you want some tips actually i think this will help you but i'm not going to go into advanced stuff where this is for beginners for the most part the best gun to use for turkey hunting is the shotgun that you can shoot the best it's the shotgun that you are the most comfortable with that you're the most accurate with that you're able to fire the most effectively Uh, and or this is part two it's the shotgun you already have um that's the best one to start with it's the one you shoot best and or the one you already have if you've already got a shotgun pretty much any caliber will work Um, i've seen people take turkeys with a 410. i think that's a little lighter than i would go but if you have one and that's all you have i would start with that they make some high power 410 turkey loads um, that'll do the job at a reasonable range. It may be a little more difficult than a different um, chambering, but uh, if you have it, try it. And once you've decided that you want to, you enjoy this sport, you want to get more into it, you want to invest in it, then we'll talk about that. So what's the what's the ideal shotgun then? Say you don't have one and you need to buy one to get started. Well, the ideal shotgun is usually the one that you can get for the lowest price used at a gun shop or a gun show. Um, that's honestly what I recommend you do. Go to a gun show, see if you can get a decent pump-action shotgun for 100 bucks, 200 bucks. gun shop or gun show. I'll use those terms interchangeably. You want to try to pick something up as cheap as you can to get you started. So I'm going to give you some more advanced recommendations in a minute, but here's the deal. I could paint a picture for you for the best possible beginner's turkey shotgun, and to be honest, that may or may not be the best fit for you. Until you get in the woods, until you you do some shooting, until you pursue some turkeys, you're not going to know what features you value, and what fits you good, and what fits your style good. I'm going to give you some general recommendations, and I think those are going to work well for most people. But they're probably not going to be the perfect fit for anybody, if that makes any sense. You, you need to get some experience and some practice so you can figure out what you like, what works good for you, what you're effective with, um, or what complements you. You know, One particular person may prefer one style of shotgun. Somebody else may want something else. Simple uh, example for that is a traditional stock versus a pistol grip. Some people love pistol grips for turkey hunting. Some people are only traditional stocks. They will not, you know, be caught dead with a pistol grip, so forth and so on. So if you prefer one or the other, you wouldn't really know until you get some experience and you go, man, I wish it was more like this or more like that, or this fits me good or this doesn't. So take all this with a grain of salt. Get something cheap or take something you already have, get into the turkey woods, Because turkey hunting is a little different than any other kind of hunting. It's a little different than pheasant hunting. It's different than grouse hunting. It's different than any other kind of bird hunting. And the shotgun that you use could potentially be different. In a perfect world, you might have a different shotgun for every kind of hunting that you do. Um, For most people, that's not practical, neither in terms of finances or space, or just practicing with all those different shotguns to get good at them. So you're probably gonna have one shotgun, maybe two, um, and you're gonna have to figure out what's the best balance of features for that and for you. Okay, so here we go. Step one, uh, the shotgun you want is the one you can shoot the best, or the one you already have, or the cheapest one you can get at a gun shop or a gun show. Pump action, just something cheap, maybe even break action if you can find a great deal on one just something cheap to get you started to get you some experience so you can get a feel for what you like. All right? So we've got that. That's the base. You don't you could turn this podcast off right now, take that advice and go get started. But I'm going to give you some more specific information because I know everybody wants it in terms of, you know, give us some details. So here's what I'd recommend. If you want to go out and you're looking for something specific, you want some more information, I recommend you get a Mossberg 500 or a Remington 870 pump shotgun with a moderate barrel. Um, something maybe 20 between 24 and 28 inches. I kind of prefer longer myself, but shorter is easier for going through the woods. But in anything in that zone is going to work just fine. Uh, the Mossberg 500 and the Remington 870 are basically the two staple shotguns of our age. I mean, decade after decade, they have proven themselves as effective, reliable, they're cheap, especially used, they have endless parts and configurations and aftermarket stuff and options and, you know, replacement parts and everything else under the sun, Um, absolutely phenomenal pieces of workmanship there. There's pretty much nothing out there in the price back bracket that has a better reputation and is more effective than the Mossberg 500 pump action or the Remington 870 pump action. I think those are probably the best guns going to get started in the sport. Um, if you want to go a little further than that, I'd recommend um, a semi-automatic shotgun. That's sort of my personal preference. I like that. I, I Unless you practice a lot with a pump, So people think, I need to debunk some things while we're going here. I didn't realize we had to chop some little trees down before we chopped down the big ones. Um, Just gotta talk about a couple things here. People think that a semi-automatic shotgun means that you can shoot faster than a pump action. Not really true. I've seen people do speed tests, trying to use a pump action versus a semi, and there's really no significant difference in terms of which one you can shoot faster with. But that's with practice. That's with a gun that you're real familiar with. That's with you know working on it and, and focusing and building that muscle memory. A lot of people, especially beginners, aren't there. So, uh, and especially a lot of just leisure and recreation hunters just may not be there, which is why I recommend a semi-automatic shotgun. Um, it takes that extra step out of it. It, it takes you having to think about a work in that action and rechambering a new round and the potential to, sh- you know, not chamber it all the way or not eject it all the way. And you just user error. It's not going to be shotgun error. It's going to be user error, especially if you get a nice, reliable firearm. So I recommend in an ideal scenario, you get a semi-automatic shotgun. There's a lot of really good ones out there. Um, for the beginner, for the entry level hunter, and even the even to the intermediate level, I personally prefer the Mossberg 930. That's sort of my favorite out of what's out there in the price bracket. Um, I think they are excellent firearms. They're very high quality, very reliable. Um, that's what I got. I went through, I mean, months of research and looking at everything conceivable what is what's ideal what's in the price bracket what's been out there for a while what has been tried and tested and you know has has just shown itself to to be good and that's what i went with it's not the highest level shotgun it's not the the highest level fit and finish it's not the biggest brand it's not the you know it's not a two thousand dollar shotgun I think the retail on them is somewhere between, you know, 500 and 600, depending on model and features, and you want camo and one barrel or two barrels or fancy stuff. Um, But I got personally, I went and got the cheapest one that I could find, which was the all black synthetic 28 inch all around. Um, I think actually it was labeled as a waterfowl model and the one i got i got a phenomenal deal on it which is why i recommend you guys do some research and keep your eye on stuff and um you know just know what your prices are but i got a phenomenal deal online in an overstock period and uh, it just worked out good but they're not that expensive used you can get them a little cheaper but they're very reliable you know i'm just going to use the base price of 500 bucks because you can get them for that and sometimes cheaper But for 500 bucks, phenomenal piece of machinery. I've put hundreds and hundreds of shells through mine. I don't think I've ever once had a misfeed, never once had a failure to eject, never once had one mechanical issue with it whatsoever. Um, And usually the only reason people do have issues with a semi-automatic shotgun is they don't know how to hold it right, they don't shoulder it, they don't put enough tension on it, but even still, I've never had that problem. So, you know, it's not a Benelli. It's not a really high-end shotgun. But I've gone and done competitions. Um, not professional, but just you know, family competitions and stuff with people shooting two thousand, twenty-five hundred dollar Benelli's. And I've had days where I've outshot them all. And I'm not the greatest shot ever. Um, but we're talking about guns that are a lot better and people with more experience and I'm not always better, but I'm just saying the firearm can do the job and hang with stuff that is far higher priced. And here's the number one thing. It's rugged and it's cheap and you can drag it through the woods and it can take some abuse and it doesn't need a lot of maintenance. You don't have to worry about cracking a wooden stock or not dealing with it and so forth and so on. And, and, you know, taking care of that. It is, it's it's for hunting it's for being rugged it's it's not a competition skeet shooting gun it is made for being in the woods and getting some abuse so that's sort of the the path that i recommend you guys go first whatever you have second whatever you could get cheap third i get a mossberg 550 or remington 870 pump action shotgun if you can get a used one get a used one you might be able to pick one up for 200 bucks um if you want to go and get something semi-automatic, I recommend getting a Mossberg 930. New, you can get them for around 500 bucks. I was just on um, Gander Outdoors' website. I think they had the ca- all camoed out one. It was on sale for like 475. Uh, phenomenal piece of machinery. In terms of um, you know what size shotgun should you get a, a, a 28 gauge or a 20 gauge or a 16 gauge or a 12 gauge or what's the ideal chambering to get? I'm going to recommend 12 gauge to everybody. That is sort of, uh, I think, the baseline. I recommend you use a 12 gauge. Can you use a smaller one? Can you use a 20 gauge? Can you use a 28 gauge? Can you use a 410? Absolutely. I think for the average person though, 12 gauge is what you want because one, you have the most ammo available, you have the highest range of shells available, you have the most, um, you've got the best cost effectiveness to it because the shells are so mass produced and there's so many that it's often gonna be cheaper than a a higher caliber. I also have a 16 gauge shotgun uh, that's been in the family and the ammo for that is a lot more expensive most of the time than the ammo for the 12 gauge. There was a day in history where that wasn't the case, but 12-gauge is sort of the, the rule of the world right now in terms of just what did everybody want to use what are people making shells for. And a lot of the high-end shells they don't even make for a 16-gauge. 20-gauge uh, would be the other option. A lot of people give the advice and say, well, you know, get a 20 gauge if you want less recoil. Um, you know, that really is only valid to a point, and I'm going to explain that in a minute. But, you know, those are basically the two options, 12 gauge and a 20 gauge. And you know, I recommend you get a 12 um, just because, one, you have more available firearms. You get, try to get something used. You're going to find mostly 12 gauges, and I'd say that's what you want to get. You also need, and this is the this is the uh, the specialty side of it. You need a good full choke or extra full choke. The choke is really important when it comes to turkey hunting. Uh, I took out my Mossberg one day and I tried a whole range of chokes. I tried the uh, you know an improved cylinder choke, the full choke, and then the extra full choke. And the difference is significant in terms of how tight the pattern is at range you know if you go in with an uh, just, uh, just a just cylinder no no choke at all just straight barrel at say you know 40 yards your pattern you, you might only have a few pieces or a few pellets on the paper if you have a turkey sized target i mean just on the paper at all let alone in a vital area or a kill zone you go to a full choke you're gonna have you know, significantly more and you go to an extra full choke and you're gonna have even more than that. So the choke makes a significant difference for turkey hunting. That said, there's a lot of really high-end super chokes. You can get an $80, $100 choke made for tungsten and high-end shot and things that are extra heavy and extra hard and all those things, titanium and whatever else you wanna shoot out the barrel. Um, I don't think all that's necessary. They make some really nice sort of uh, 40 to $50 chokes. I think Carlson has some good ones. They, they make a nice long beard XX. There's hundreds of them out there. And then they have the ones that are sort of in like the um, the 15 to $25 range. And um, honestly, those can perform just as good. It's a little bit as, you know, what fits your shotgun the best what works good for what you have? Do you have to get a super tight turkey choke? No, you can get the full choke that comes with your shotgun and you can start with that. You do not need to get a f- extra full or extra extra full choke for your shotgun. A lot of it is marketing. It really is difference between the $30 choke and the $100 choke for most people in most situations is just gonna be marketing. Um, Most beginners are not going to be able to make use of any incremental benefit that the extra expensive one gives you. So you just need to be mindful of that. Uh, It's not as big of a deal as a lot of people make it out to be. That said, if you really get into it, uh, you want to start looking at some extra full chokes, you want to get one or two or three, try them out, see which one works best on your shotgun, gives you the best pattern at range. And what is that range? here is what all the fuss is about the the super extra full chokes and the extra expensive ammo uh, shotgun shells is all about trying to get a good pattern at further and further range Um, prime turkey hunting range is about 25 to 35 yards that is prime range that is the ideal range get a bird to come in within 25 or 35 yards that is what you want to do. That is your goal, that's what you want to see, that's what you want to practice for, that's how you want to set things up, As you want to get within 35 yards to take your shot. At 35 yards, the benefit of all these super chokes and super ammos is nil. It's very little benefit whatsoever. It's not gonna help you much. At 40 yards, it starts to make a difference. At 45 yards it can make a significant difference and to be honest anybody shooting further than 45 yards consistently uh i'm really gonna question the efficacy of that one you've got so few pellets on the paper and they're moving so much slower i just i don't know if it's worth practicing beyond that range because of you know just the level of effectiveness and all the other variables involved there's some out there they claim with their super choke and their super ammo and their Magnum caliber that you can deliver high pattern density at 60 yards and even above. You know what? You can't hardly see a turkey's head at 60 yards. That You, you're not, you can hardly see a turkey's beard at 60 yards. You're just not going to be able to take a great shot at 60 yards with a shotgun sitting in the woods Um, it's, that's really tough. I mean, I looked at some of these things and I'm like, you know what? At that range, it's, it's, you, you need a scope on the shotgun to be able to take a decent shot. And it's just a really bad range. You really need to set yourself up for birds to come in closer than that for you not to even be able to see a bird until they get closer than that, to plan for shots at that distance Friend, I'm just going to say for beginners at least, it's off the table. Don't even think about it. Don't listen to the hype. Don't listen to the marketing. You do not need tungsten shells that are $30 for five rounds to try to give you that extra five or ten yard advantage. Um, One of the best turkey hunters I know, he's written lots of books on the subject, been doing this for 40 years, early in his career, he was on this the Magnum shotgun kick. He wanted a 10 gauge shotgun, magnum rounds, three and a half inch loads with, um, you know, the tightest uh, choke you could get to try to get as much range as possible, as far as you could possibly shoot. And what ends up happening with that strategy is you get so much recoil from the shotgun that one, I mean, it can daze you. You can be dizzy after the shot. You don't want to take another shot. You don't, you don't, sometimes you can't even figure out where did the bird go if they didn't fall over immediately. Your vision is all messed up. The, the noise of it is crazy. It's prohibited to practice with. You're not going to be able to go the range and take 20 shots. You're just killing yourself. Um, and, and what you end up doing is you get more wounded or crippled birds that run away and die slowly or don't die at all or get infected and die days later and you just have a lot more unrecoverable birds and um and his later work in writing after 20 30 more years of experience he completely changed his tone and his strategy he said that was a misguided adventure with the magnum caliber he said what i talked to him just this past year and he said the last, I think it was 47 birds that he's hunted. He's gone 47 for 47, not one missed, not one crippled, not one lost bird. Every one of them down. 47 out of 47. And he said he did that using 12 gauge, three or two and a quarter, two and three quarter inch. Um, I think it was. Um, Remington or Winchester double A, seven and a half shot, target loads. I mean, literally made just for practicing in the field, shooting clays at 35 yards. He said he just decided he's not going to take shots further than 35 yards because it's not worth it. You have a hundred percent kill rate at 35 yards with the target load, which is the cheapest shotgun shell money can buy. That is... All he's going to do, and it took him forty years to come to that point and be in that position, but that's where he's landed on the subject. Somebody with more experience than probably anyone you've ever known or heard of. Um, that's sort of how they've 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 gone full circle on this conversation, and I'm pretty much mostly convinced to that philosophy. Now I may be a little more adventurous, so I'm going to tell you what my recommendations are for the beginner on what to do. Because here's the thing you're a beginner, you're not gonna be fantastic at judging distances, especially that precise. So you might think a 35-yard shot, but it's actually further than that. It's a 40 or a 45-yard shot, especially because you get you know, turkey-itis, and that bird's coming up, and you can wanna take a shot from a lot further. I'll give you a practical example. First bird I ever took a shot at, I thought, okay, he's probably right within range, probably right at about 45 yards, I shot, I missed, he took off, I took a second shot, I missed, I took my third shot, and the old adage is, you know, that the only good that the third shot does is it lets every other hunter in the woods know you missed with the first two shots, and of course I missed with the third shot. I came back later with a range finder, that was 85 yards, I thought it was about 40, 85 yards away no chance whatsoever of a kill shot at that range i mean one in a thousand is probably what the odds are if you've done any patterning and there it was just it was hopeless but i i overestimated the range or underestimated the range that much trust me it's easy to do it's easy to do so here's what i recommend for the new for the beginner turkey hunter one you want to use bit or you want to use small shot I recommend number six shot or smaller. Six or seven or seven and a half um, is what I think you ought to use. Number five shot and number four shot and, and shot that's bigger than that. I don't think you need that. I think that you have a bitter a better benefit of using a smaller shot because you get more pellets and you have more pellets in the air, and you have a higher chance of one of those pellets hitting a kill spot. Because turkeys are robust animals, their feathers. If you hit them in the body, most shot is liable to just bounce off the feathers. Or if it does injure them, if it does go in, uh, the chances of you hitting a vital area with enough power to do something are slim. Which is part of the reason you shoot them in the head, where their defense is minimal. Um, You know, you you don't want to, in some states, it's not even legal to use bigger shot. Like in PA, number four is the biggest shot you can do. And the idea that people had with bigger shot is... You want to use the biggest shot you can use to just shock the bird and cripple them and penetrate the feathers and all that, or that it'll go further and you'll get a little more range because it won't drop off as fast. Guys, you don't need that. You really don't need that. That is not helpful. It's not necessary. What you're doing is if you have number two shot, you've got maybe half the pellets that you would with a number six or a number seven shot. So that's half the chances to hit the bird. You're like, well, I might get a couple extra yards range. Set yourself up so the bird comes in closer. Set yourself up so your line of sight is not further than 40 yards. And your chances of hitting the bird are going to be significantly higher. Um, That's just what you want to do. So you want to use, I recommend number six, be the absolute smallest are the biggest pellets. And you know shotgun shells, but if you're a real beginner, the the bigger the number, the smaller the pellets. So number two shot is really big. Number eight shot is really small. So the bigger the number, the smaller the pellets. So when I say you want smaller pellets, you want bigger shot. So six, seven, or eight, anywhere in that zone is what I think you ought to get. Sometimes you're kind of stuck at six because a lot of the high-end stuff, that's sort of where it ends. But I don't know that you need real high-end stuff. So here's what I recommend you do. Get yourself, whatever your your chamber for your shotgun is, some are two and three quarter, some are three. I would not get a magnum shotgun. Don't get anything that does three and a half inch shells. I mean if you've got a high-end shotgun that shoots anywhere from, you know, it'll it'll do multiple, that's fine. But they make a lot of big magnum calibers that only shoot three and a half inch shells. That's, the effect, that's essentially a 10 gauge. You, you don't want that. That's too much recoil. That's too hard to shoot. The gun's too big. It's too heavy. It's, it's too difficult to practice with. You just want a regular round at two and three quarter or three inch with number six, seven, or eight shot. Now, they make a lot of these high end um, shotgun loads. And maybe this should have been two podcasts because this is going long. But I think it's important, and we're this far, so we're gonna finish. Um, they make some high end rounds, so they've got you know I've bought this uh, Winchester Long Beard XR, and it's between you know twenty or fifteen and twenty dollars for a box of ten shells. So you're basically at two dollars a shell. Does that stuff work good? I've I've pattern tested it. It works good. I've also in the, um, you know, Remington Nitro Turkey, which is $10 for 10 shots. I've pattern tested that. That works pretty good also. And then I've gotten the, um, you know, Remington Express and the Winchester equivalent, which is a, uh, you know, it's a three inch um, sort of high powered. Doesn't have the word turkey on it, and it is I think um, you know fifteen or sixteen dollars for twenty five rounds. So you're at like a uh, you know the one ammo is you know seventy cents a round. The other's a dollar. The other's two dollars, and then you can get your super ridiculous ammo um, that is thirty dollars for five rounds. So you're at what is that six dollars a bullet? So here's how it shakes out. Here's what I recommend. The Winchester Longbeard XR and, and all that stuff, anything that has the word turkey on it is going to be overpriced. Um, and I don't think beginners are going to have the skill to make use of any incremental benefit that they offer. I recommend what you do is you either, one, get target loads... Two and three quarter or three inch target loads, six, seven, or or eight shot. Um, Or if you want something more powerful, I recommend you get like the three inch um, Express. That's going to be more power, but more pellets. So that's sort of what it comes down to. And you're going to look at, if you don't know a lot about shotgun ammo, you're going to look at all this math, all these numbers. Here's the two things you need to think about. One, how much shot is in that shell? Is it one ounce? Is it an ounce and a quarter? An ounce and a half? Is it two ounces? And then what's the what size is the shot? So if you have an, an ounce and a quarter of number seven shot, that's gonna give you a certain number of pellets of number seven shot. If you have an ounce and a half, that's going to give you, purport is that 20, 25% more um, shot at the same size. If you have, um, you know, an ounce and a quarter of number six shot, you're probably actually going to have less pellets than you would at an ounce and a half of number seven. And you just, you have to think about this. So I recommend you do a, a smaller shot, seven or eight, and then you want as much of it in that shell as you can get. A lot of ammo is sold based on velocity. You know, is it 1,100 feet per second or 1,200 feet per second or 1,300 feet per second? That matters if you're hunting pheasants. When it comes to hunting turkey, it doesn't matter because they're on the ground. They're not in the air. That extra 100 feet per second faster really is not a, an issue. You want more shot on out coming out the end of the barrel so you have a bigger chance of hitting that bird so i'd say you want to get regular two and three quarter inch target loads um you can get them usually at you know five six seven bucks for a box of 25 or if you want something more powerful you can get some express loads that are you know between 10 and 15 bucks for a box of 25 that are maybe three inch Just make sure you get something that fits your shotgun. If you have a shotgun that only shoots two and three quarter, you can't shoot three-inch rounds. Some shotguns do both. Like mine, the one I have, the Mossberg 930, it'll both two and three quarter and three inch. So that's what I I think you guys ought to do. One, it's cheap to practice with. Two, you're you're not gonna have the skill set to make use of the more expensive shot. You don't need to spend $35 on five bullets. And if you hunt at a practical range, all things, being, or all things become equal. In fact, you may be better off with the cheaper shot at a practical range, and you can practice way cheaper, and it doesn't hurt to shoot the gun. You know, when I was a kid, um, you know, you didn't want to shoot the 12-gauge because the 12-gauge would hurt your shoulder. You know, you, you think it's going to break your arm, and there's a reason for that. It's because whenever you were shooting it, you know, the adults or whoever had it, they'd put in, you know, double lot buckshot that's high brass, three inch, and kicks like a mule. Well, you throw in a two and three quarter inch target load, you could shoot 100, 200 of those without any issue with a pump, and with a semi that has maybe slightly less recoil, you could shoot even more than that. So the round that you use makes all the difference in the world with the recoil. And this is why I think twelve gauge versus twenty gauge, twelve gauge is better. Because if you use a twelve gauge target load, you know two and three quarter inch shell target ammo for you know it's got clays or pigeons pictured on the box, you're gonna have minimal recoil with that. Um, It's just it's gonna be very minor. And to say well what's gonna be you know when you're looking at a a twenty gauge, people are thinking high brass turkey loads quote turkey loads and okay well a high brass turkey load on a 12 gauge will probably kick a little more than a high brass turkey load on a 20 gauge but if you're using a target load on a 20 gauge that's gonna or on a 12 gauge that's gonna kick a lot less than a high brass turkey load on a 20 gauge so you don't you don't need that you can stick with the 12 gauge and you can just use lighter ammo they actually make extra light target loads for people that are you know have maybe a shoulder injury, or they're a little older, or they've got, you know, disability, you can actually get extra light loads. And it's all about how much shot at what size are you throwing down range. That's really what matters. And the difference between, you know, if you get a box of 25 rounds at $7, um, I should have done the math on that in advance, but you're 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 at you're you're in talking in change at that point, right? What is that 25, 20 cents something like that per, per shell versus a dollar and two dollars and five dollars a shell? It just starts to get crazy. So, in recap, sorry we've gone so long, but I know this is a subject that people are interested in. And I didn't want to shortchange it. In recap, best shotgun for you to use is the one you can shoot the best. That, that goes across the board, whether it's one you already have, when you're gonna buy, when you're looking at buying, the one that you can shoot the best and the most consistently and the most accurately, that's the number one thing that matters. Nothing matters more than that. If you can shoot a 20 gauge really well, shoot that, use that. It doesn't, it's not worth getting something else. Number two, the gun you already have. Don't go out and buy a new gun unless you really have to or want to to get started or to try turkey hunting. Grab what you already have. You can make it work. It'll be okay. All you might do is lose a little range. It might not be as comfortable as something you would buy, but it's hundreds of dollars cheaper to go out a time or two and see if you like it. Number three, if you're going to buy something, I'd say get a Mossberg 500 or a Remington 870 Pump Action. Pick one of those up used if you want to get new you can get new if you want to go further than that you want to get a semi i'd say get a mossberg 930 um very reliable only a only a little bit more expensive than the pump works good in terms of chokes a full choke will work most shotguns that you buy all new ones are going to come with a full choke they're going to come with three or four uh, you just use the fullest one that it comes with if you want to buy an an extra full choke, don't go and spend a hundred bucks on one because the only benefit that the hundred dollar one gives you is that you can shoot tungsten loads, which you don't need to buy anyway. Get yourself a extra full choke, something that's inexpensive. You know, don't pay more than fifty dollars for a choke if you decide to go down that road. And you do not need to to get started. And then talking about shells, two and three quarter inch. Target loads six, seven, or eight. Probably seven is the sweet spot. Is recommended, cheap, easy, thirty-five yard goal. If you want to go a little bigger, get yourself some, you know, like Remington Express three-inch. Um, you know, more or it's going to have more shot in it. It's going to have more power, but you don't need to go as high as the the high-end turkey loads. If you're paying more than a dollar per shell I, I, you're not getting any value out of that at, for us as, as a beginner, and even a lot of experts and and high end hunters that they, they only use those because they're sponsored or you know because just you know money doesn't mean anything to them if you you need to be able to bring get, get a bird to come in at thirty five yards that's the goal that's what you should set up for that's what you're your firearm configuration should be tested for that's sort of the sweet spot area further than that is not ideal for beginners and i don't think it's even worth practicing um get some experience get that under your belt get into the woods number one thing is you can do all the research that you want all the jockeying that you want go into the woods grab something that goes bang and throws shot at the end, even if it's a muzzle loader. go into the woods and go hunt some turkeys. And if you like it, your experience will teach you what kind of firearm would work good for you. And that's sort of kind of where it all goes. So I want to encourage you guys, go to the website, newhuntersguide.com, check out the show notes. I'll put some information there. I'll put some links to some things that you guys can see them. Uh, what we've been talking about, leave us a comment, leave us a review, ask us a question. You know, I'd love to respond, love to do future episodes on questions, or I'll just reply via email, give you some insight and some help, whatever I can do. Um, Subscribe, share this podcast, get this into somebody else's hands some find a turkey hunter or somebody who's never hunted turkey and get this episode in front of them get any one of these series of turkey hunting episodes in front of them get the word out this is one of the funnest things that you can do outside in the springtime in my opinion so god bless you guys appreciate you go get them in the woods